Welcome back to the Money Pig Podcast brought to you by Goodwin Investment Advisory, where our mission is to lead people to financial peace, independence, and generosity. I'm your host, Reed Trigo, and today we're back for part two with Justin Pitcock in our discussion about what we do not recommend. Man, I can't believe I'm invited back after the last episode. Oh, I so. know. What a train wreck. <laughs> you woo, you uh, just told us all the reasons not to do all those things that we hear yep. great things about. All the, Get an annuity, whole life, cryptocurrency. Stay away from crypto. Oh, geez. <laughs> Buy gold. Everybody says all this stuff's great. And you're like, no, no, no. You're a lot of fun, Justin. Uh, and still got invited back. You, did. <laughs> you, you actually are a lot of fun. And, and like I was saying in the last episode, it's not like you don't know anything about this stuff. I'm bringing this stuff up. You're explaining why it can be a decent option in some circumstances, just not nearly as many as the ads are telling you or the salespeople are telling you. And that's a very, uh, that's a very reasoned way to look at this rather than a no, never. It's a probably no, but not never. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Great. And yeah. And gosh, I know we, we finished talking about crypto on the last episode, but I would like to add one thing. So, you know, crypto's new to a lot of folks and, you know, you have to listen to the last episode, but Um, there's a lot of scams out there and I just, you know, if it's something that you feel like you've got to do, you've got to be a part of it. You need to be very educated on it because there are people that are out there to just take your money. And, and unfortunately we've seen some of our clients who who've gotten scammed and, um, so just very cautious on that. But, Great. All right. That's it. You got to listen to the other other yeah, episode for the rest of you it. You do for the whole, how Russia is involved in all that. <laughs> the deep conspiracy stuff is in the last episode. No, I'm just kidding. I don't, it's not I mean, deep conspiracy stuff. I'm sure they, you know, are benefit, benefiting from it. But. I love it when I kind of challenge you because your face gets red. <laughs> okay. We're going to, we need to video some of these to just so you can see Justin. Please, please don't. Okay. All right. So here's another one. I, everything the TV says, and the salespeople say, this is a savior. This is great for people. Re- you got to reverse mortgage your house. Ooh. Um, so, so we, we went down the rabbit hole. Um, it's something that we considered for certain clients. A reverse mortgage is like a lifeline. Okay. There's even if, if you, if it was your last resort, you may not qualify for a reverse mortgage. All right. So the way this works is a reverse mortgage is a type of mortgage that's guaranteed by the government. Okay. I'm just kind of, I'm simplifying this, wrapping it up in a nutshell here, but the, uh, the mortgage has got to pay you for as long as you're alive. Okay. And they're not going to approve this unless you own the the majority of your house. So I would see, think they would approve it if they know you're going to die really soon. (laughs) Well, so it's based on some factors like that. Is it really? It depends on your age. Okay. And it depends on interest rates and it depends on the equity that you have in the home. Okay. So it's those factors and it depends on what that reverse mortgage payment could be to you. Okay. Or if you even qualify. So there's, there's some uh, folks where we're like, gosh, you know, could could they have a higher withdrawal rate from their investments? Not worry as much about money if they knew that they could qualify for a reverse mortgage. Or could they go ahead and start a reverse mortgage, right? We started looking at it. It's especially with higher interest rates, it is very rare that 
that most people even qualify. Really? So it's, it's an option. You've got to own the majority of your home, especially when interest rates are higher. When interest rates are lower, you can have less equity in your home and qualify. But now that interest rates are higher, you've got to have a, I mean, I'm talking like 70 or 80% equity in your home. It depends on your age. That's why it's not mm. a fixed, you know, I could just say 70%. No, it depends on how old you are. All right. So the older you are, the less equity you would need. But it's, it's, a, it's a lifeline. If you do qualify, I, I would think of it as generally your, your last resort. We could certainly dive into your situation a bit deeper to see if, if it could make sense, because I think it could in some circumstances. But if you've got other options, let's pursue those other options first. Okay. Interesting. It, it's almost like some of these things, the more rules and variables and ifs and that's almost what these things yep. have in common. Now, <clears throat> some people would also look at, hey, the stock market and bonds. There's all kinds of rules yep. and variables and ifs there too. But at least to me, those feel more simple. And yes. I know that's not true with everybody. It doesn't yes. feel simpler to everybody. But when I'm sort of, I consider myself kind of the everyday guy. I know I, I have passed my Series 65. Mm-hmm. I'm an investment, investment yeah. advisor representative. Stocks, so bonds, maybe funds. slightly more mm-hmm. um, knowledgeable than, than your average person. But- I don't, I still look at the world and I see, oh, there's some really complicated things and those turn out to not really, really good for you. A lot of rules around reverse mortgages. And it's, it's because, I mean, if you are collecting a payment as for the rest of your life, they can't kick you out of your home if the mortgage goes upside down, Mm. right? Where they've paid you out more than the value of your home. Mm. So those rules are in place to make sure that doesn't happen. Got it. Okay. And, I was wondering, like, what do they do? I mean, how do they yep. protect themselves? They, they can't kick you out, which is kind of like the draw on how they sell this. Is like, hey, you could live to be 120, and we, we'll pay you this amount forever as long as you're alive. The rules are are in place here to make sure that, like, you never um, end up getting paid more than the value of your home. Okay, got so it. So it, it's not nearly as attractive as it sounds. Cool, cool. Yeah. Okay, now this one is not sold hard. I guess a little bit, but um, this one actually surprised me because this is a very common investment vehicle. And you're going to say, we typically don't recommend it. It's certificates of deposit CDs at your local bank. So that this is a big one right now. And there's, um, you know, we hear it all the time. um, And it's, you know, gosh, you know, money market CDs paying 5%, you know, why should I invest money with you? When I can get five percent guaranteed at the bank. Okay. Okay. Well, guess guess what? Last year, the S and P five hundred was up tw- like twenty six and a half percent, somewhere right in right in there. Ridiculous. Our, our, awesome. Ridiculously yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, people are sitting on the sideline sidelines with their cash that they had pulled out of investments in twenty twenty two because the market had a bad year in twenty twenty two. Interest rates had gone up. That was part of why the market declined. They saw this nice yield on on risk-free assets. So they sold low. They bought a CD that paid maybe 5%. And then in 2023, markets were up, you know, 26.5% for the S&P 500. Our aggressive accounts were up around 30. And meanwhile, they're over here with their 5%. They just missed out on this rebound. And it's going to take them years to, to come back. Okay. And so this is, it's called the cash trap. Okay, a CD is a, a cash alternative. It's 
and Dave Ramsey kind of coined the phrase certificates of depression. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> when you're sitting there and you're like, oh, that risk-free, um, you know, 5% I was getting when I could have gotten 30%, you know, that's where that certificate, that yes, depression that, starts I, setting I would in. Be depressed. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, CDs, they, they may look attractive now, but if you're investing that money for a long-term goal, it's going to, you're going to be wishing you had done something different. It's not going to keep up with inflation. Interest rates are likely to be coming down. And when they do, CDs rates are going to be coming down. And when your CD matures, you're going to be looking at maybe reinvesting at 4%, maybe three or some three and a half, whatever. Depends on how much rates come down, mm-hmm. right? But there's this reinvestment risk. It feels good now because we haven't seen a 5% interest rate in a long time. But when those CDs mature and you get to reinvest at a lower interest rate, because rates will likely be lower. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, the stock market had a 26.5% year, and it's likely going to be higher in the future, right? You're going to be, re- you're, you're be reinvesting at a peak in the market. Oh, my gosh. You're right. Because you're, you're tired of this. Uh, what in the future will likely be a low yield on your CDs. And you're going to feel good about the market. It's going to feel safer then because it's just had this good run. And that's where people fall into the cash trap where they sell low and buy high into the market. Don't fall into the cash trap. Yeah, you missed the climb. And invest yeah. based on your long-term goals. If, if you're investing for retirement, that is still a long-term goal. Hopefully you, you, you know, make it into your 90s, right? So maybe it's a 30-year you know, if you get to retire early, maybe a 40 year goal, then you need to invest accordingly. A CD does not fit into that picture. Okay. So I'm going to go back because this reminds me when I, I don't know, I had some money question years and years ago, what do I do with this money? And the question that came back to me was, well, what's it for? What's it for? What's exactly. it for? Because what is it for? Okay. For my emergency fund, yeah. if I want that really liquid, a six-month CD is not a terrible option because it's going to sit somewhere and make five or six percent, maybe. Like a no no penalty, you're not necessarily going to be able to you know write a check off of it. Well, and I wouldn't put my entire emergency fund in it either. I would put half a of fourth or, or half of it. Yeah, yeah something yeah. like that, so that it's available in six months and maybe the, yep. keep the other half liquid and then reinvest it. Maybe not, but keep it somewhere really handy. Yep. So in the case of an emergency fund, CD isn't necessarily the worst thing. It's when it, where it's the worst thing and you run into this, this money pit trap or whatever it's called, the cash trap, the cash trap. It's because you think it's your long-term investment vehicle. That's right. Nah. So, so cash alternatives do have their place when you know, you're going to need money in the, what we would call a short term. So then the next year, maybe two years, it is, it's perfectly fine and, and, and advisable to invest in a CD, but a CD is not for saving for long-term goals. You could do so much better than that. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, that one surprised me, like I said, because yep, yeah, CDs are pretty common investment vehicles and, and you hear about them. And tre- treasuries are kind of a comparable option to a CD. And and uh, for short-term goals for some of our clients, we'll, we'll look at CDs mm-hmm. for, you know, we know they need their, their money in a year or two years, something like that. And so we're focused on preservation of their capital. It's always right? what's so it for. So CDs, yeah. yep, what's it for? CD works for that. A treasury works for that. Treasuries... Uh, you don't pay 
state income tax on the interest on treasuries. Right. So if they're yielding the same, we would prefer the treasury. Plus, treasuries are more liquid, meaning that there's it's easier to get out of a treasury than it is a CD. Awesome. Okay, there's CDs. Um, okay, the next one, not really an investment, but people kind of justify it to themselves as an investment in my family or whatever, but it's timeshares. This is just something that, look, um, I've, I just shared on the previous episode, I have made pretty big annuity mistake. I have made bad financial decisions. Um, but timeshare is just not one of those things that any of us really do. And it doesn't seem, it sounds great, but I don't think it's as great as maybe. So, People think, yeah. Let's talk about like what a timeshare is first, and it's it's you're buying the right to vacation somewhere, and you're signing up for an obligation to pay fees. So I don't have the right to just go to Cancun on vacation without this opportunity. <laughs> you can still go to Cancun. Oh, I can Cancun. still do it. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. You so don't, I still you don't have, have to right. have a timeshare. Okay, it's just you're buying the right to vacation within a family of right. hotel resorts, whatever it they've, is. They've Typically, okay. are, are there's high sales pressure. They try to throw in some sort of gift, a free, you know, spa experience or whatever. Oh, I got a story about this. <laughs> <laughs> but you're you're signing up for an obligation to to pay fees, and timeshares are hard to get out of. In fact, there's a whole industry <laughs> where profession where experts um, make a living by helping people get out of timeshares. Yeah. They're they can be that difficult to get out of. Mm-hmm. So I would. Consider it, you know, think think twice about it before you buy one. Yeah, that's right. So I'll tell you my story about this. Sure. <laughs> it was a vacation club. I, I think oh. it probably works the same as a timeshare. Vacation it sounds club. like it. So we're on vacation. We go to this resort and we decide for the 90-minute presentation is probably worth it for a $250 spa credit. But is it really? <laughs> what could go wrong? I mean, it's a 90-minute presentation. Two hours later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 90 minutes from when? Uh, it wasn't the start of the presentation. Yeah. It was probably an hour in. But no, we're we're like over two hours into this thing. And we find and they've shown us around the property and told us all oh, they show you all the best rooms. And so I'm like, okay, this is $250 spot credit. That's what we're going for here. My wife will love it. Um, and finally sit down at a table and they present you your options. I'll hear them out. I'm curious how it works. First option was like, I don't even know what it was. You could vacation at all of this fancy resorts anytime you want for like $248,000 was your initial investment. I know. I was like, that's insane. So we laughed that off. And then they, they come back, you know, I don't know if they go talk to their manager or whatever, but they come back with another option. They set that high anchor. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Now you feel like the next price is a deal. Oh, you've been reading uh, Chris Voss. Yeah. Split the difference. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So, and then, okay. I don't even remember where it got maybe down to like $13,000. They're just trying to get you to say that is an extreme anchor. (laughs) They they must have read the book too. Yeah, I think they have for sure. Yeah, but I mean, we got out of there, but it wasn't without getting a little bit like, no, and we're out. Yep. Now give me my spot, right? (laughs) And you have to like make, ah, just, and then we were recently at the same resort and we see people being guided around by these sales. I'm like, you're looking at the vacation club. So was it worth 250 bucks? For the number of times I've told the story, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was, it's a hilarious story. You know, now the more we you, didn't get ripped off and my, we were very happy with the spot credit. 
Good, good. So one thing, one life principle I've learned, and maybe it's more universal than I thought. Okay. So the more you suffer, the better the story. Yes. So if you go on like a, you know, a grueling vacation and there's, there's a unenjoyable experience, right? It makes the best story. And, and, you know, I don't know, I, I go on some trips where, you know, maybe we hike a little farther than we thought or, you know, find ourselves in a situation, the weather's not great or whatever, but it makes the best story. Best story. Absolutely. If everything- Do it again. Okay. This is just, this is an aside because this is life lessons with Reed and Justin. You're exactly right though. So um, I don't remember what year it was, but it's when um, here in Woodstock, Georgia, like- 575 and 92 all flooded out. And it, I don't know if you remember, I don't, yeah. I feel like it was 2009 or something, but I don't know. We that weekend had gone camping outside of Chattanooga with another family. Gotcha. We're still friends with them. Very, very, very yeah, close friends with them. The best story. The best story. I mean, it is the worst weather. It was terrible. Oh, iPhones were just out. So we we remember sitting in a Cracker Barrel looking at the weather app, seeing that there oh, a lot of rain. Oh, there's a little break. We can leave Cracker Barrel, go pack up our stuff during this little break in the weather. And, and sure enough, it was accurate. It's just still the story we tell so frequently about how badly yeah. we got rained on. As long as yeah. you get a share in the misery, it's, you know, oh people to share the story with. But I don't remember any of the perfect camping uh, trips. No, but I do no. remember getting snowed on and rained on and yeah, everything else. Yeah. So amazing. Okay, awesome. thanks for that little interlude. <laughs> yeah. All right. Back <laughs> on track here. Timeshare <laughs> at camping. I don't know. Okay. So those are all the things we uh, don't recommend. We just went through a list. Annuity. Don't generally recommend. They might be right in some circumstances, just not as often as the salespeople say. Annuities from the first episode. Whole life insurance, precious metals, cryptocurrency, reverse mortgages, certificates of deposit as a long-term investment vehicle, timeshares, and that's that's a pretty good list. What do we generally recommend? Let's do the plus. Now. Yes. All right. So we, we again we think about what an investment is. Something that is uh, that pays pays income. I, I think we could simplify that. It's uh, a tradable financial asset. That's purchased with the intention of holding for an investment or income. That pays income. That's yep. right. That's right. And so stocks pay dividends, bonds pay interest. Um, we've got all sorts of different flavors of that. You've, you've got mutual funds that it's a single investment uh, vehicle that has a basket of individual stocks or individual bonds that make that you can buy that whole basket by making one purchase. Mm-hmm makes it possible to, you know, take a smaller amount of money and buy shares in a ton of different companies, right? So, you know, stocks, bonds, there's uh, non-publicly traded type of assets. So Private placement real type estate. things. Yeah. You know, oh, we, yeah. we talk to our clients all the time about buying an investment property. Right. You know, whether that's a, a mountain home or <clears throat> a beach house somewhere um, that they, you know, lake house, whatever that, you know, they put into a rental program. Um, we, uh, you know, so yeah, real estate can be, be a good investment. There's real estate funds that are privately held like real estate investment trusts. Yes. Like that there's public and private, right? So sure. Um, there's, uh, there's publicly traded debt like bonds and there's private funds as well, like private credit. Okay. Um, Right. So there's, uh, private credit funds. Some of our clients, uh, where their situation, you know, kind of aligns here, we may recommend, private real estate fund, a private credit fund, um, private equity. So non-traded uh, st- stocks, 
We've got a, a fund that we we like in this private equity space. Infrastructure is another area where talk. Uh, so that's ownership in companies that have to do with infrastructure, like cell towers, power plants, and that sort of thing. So um, there's there's a whole lot of good investment options out there. Things that do create wealth that pay income. And I know it's it's easy to get distracted by, you know, guarantees or or uh, let fear help. Uh, you know, fear can shape your decisions, right? When the market's uh, having a tough time in 2022, meanwhile your money market rates paying five percent or CDs are paying five, you can get sucked into this fear-driven cash trap, but we've got to invest based on the underlying goals, that time horizon, and your risk tolerance. It's what you as an investor can stay with because investing is not easy. And one of the sayings on like Wall Street, there's no no such thing as a free lunch. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Mm -hmm. But one of the hardest things about investing is the behavioral side, doing the right things at the right time, which often can be as simple as not doing anything at all, right? When the sky's falling and you feel like you should be just turning to cash, you should be doing the opposite. Chill. Right? Like mm-hmm. Warren Buffett says, buy when others are fearful and, you know, sell when people are greedy. That's right. right? That's that's the, the correct behavior. And so as financial advisors, we coach folks on what type of investments would best serve their time horizon and their goals. We coach folks through the hard times because it's not easy being an investor. And our goal is to help folks, you know, build their wealth and do that in the most tax efficient way. Amazing. Amazing. And it's just interesting listening to you talk about the things we do recommend. So many things that like, they aren't advertised directly to consumers, private placement investments, interval funds, whatever the solar towers you're talking (laughs) about. Cell towers. Cell towers. Um, You know, these investment vehicles, real estate, yada, yada. But the things that are advertised heavily to consumers tend to be not as good for them as Right. As, uh, not they, as good for as many people as they say, where all these things, no wonder people think investing is a secret. Yeah. Like there's some mystery to all this stuff because you just listed off a whole bunch of things. People are going to listen and go, oh, well, no wonder. But but it is why uh, that stuff is marketed probably to you yeah. as an investment the more, advisor. The more something's marketed, the more you should be um, wary of You're, that type yeah. of yeah. Uh, investment, if it even is an investment, like a timeshare, I would not consider that an investment, mm-hmm. right? They have to uh, invest in these marketing uh, schemes in order to sell because nobody would, and their other, you know, otherwise would want to buy them, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. things that work don't have to be really marketed because people are drawn to them naturally, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Awesome. So we welcome comments from the annuities, whole life insurance, precious metals, cryptocurrency, reverse mortgage salespeople. <laughs> You're all welcome. Timeshare. You're welcome to email us at uh, moneypig at goodwininvestment.com um, because we'd love the conversation. Sure. Yeah. I, we probably didn't didn't give all the pluses and minuses of these things. Uh, right? I, I feel like we were pretty, pretty unbiased here. Yeah. We're, <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. not compensated based on any of these products. So that's right. You know, that's right. Folks awesome. might uh, think otherwise probably get paid a commission. They probably. <laughs> <laughs> they probably do, which doesn't make their opinion completely Ill- illegitimate, No, but no. it does give them different incentives. So anyway, we want to be friends with all of them. We, we don't really, we're not going to base <laughs> our friendship on it. So Justin, thanks so much. Um, it's always great to just hear your thinking on these things and you bring great value here. Oh, 
Thanks. Yep. Yep. And, and he just said it, but we, as financial advisors, manage and balance portfolios. We put together portfolios that did really, really well in 2023, which is great. But the unique value here is that we work to understand our clients' individual goals. So we can have these types of planning conversations that are so personal and unique to each individual. So That's again, right. Justin, thanks so much for being here. Hey, and listener, leave us a rating interview. Go in there right now. Just click five-star review. Leave us a little, or five-star rating. And leave us a little review. That would be awesome. We'd love it. It helps to get our message out there a little bit more. So, hey, you rock. Thanks for listening. We will see you all next time. Bye. The Money Pick Podcast is hosted by Reed Trigo, a financial advisor at Goodwin Investment Advisory. This podcast is intended to share information and perspectives, but should not be interpreted as legal, financial, or tax advice. The opinions shared by participants are not necessarily endorsed by the company. Goodwin Investment Advisory is regulated by the SEC, and the company operates in compliance with applicable securities, laws, and regulations.